Is that a crate that was in your room? Stop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. Like, you are freaking obsessed with those crates. This is how I... Well, I was like, I don't want to really get rid of it. You it can't. It goes with the, my vibe still. It just has a different purpose now. Yeah. It has my um, hydrator. Oh. What's a hydrator? A hydrator. A humidifier? Well, wait, what is that called? Humidifier. Yes, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> no. That's what I meant. What? That's what I meant. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay, guys. I don't know things sometimes. A hydrator is an absolute made-up word. You made up that word. Shush. And you could have used a real word. The hydrator is just water. Water is okay, a hydrator. I was, I was thinking of um, a purifier or the other no, one. What's humidifier. the one you just said? Wrong. Humidifier. Wrong. I can't remember is. that name. Wait, is that oh, a diffuser? Gosh. Does it diffuse like essential oils or is it to make the air humid? Meredith, I don't really know, to be honest. Do you I drip just got oils in it? So it's a diffuser. Okay, so it's a diffuser. Okay, it's a diffuser. What so did, not, what did a, you so not a hydrator. Not a hydrator. Not a hydrator. <laughs> it is a diffuser. <laughs> Hey, it's Casey. I'm Meredith. And this is Kiera. And we're three best friends in a long-distance relationship. We've learned some valuable lessons along the way over the last 10 years of being friends. Now let's get to it, because... Let's get into this guy. Okay. It's been forever. <laughs> Hello. Hi, guys. I think I sounded like a smoker there. Hi, guys. You sound like Miley Cyrus. Boys. Uh, Oh, Miley. Two. Welcome to episode two. two. That's wild. Um. So, how have you guys been since the last time we spoke? It's like we've been doing this for two days now. (sighs) Wow. My gosh. Well, I'm drinking wine. I think we all currently have a glass of wine. Yep. Yes. Cheers if you're listening to us, Cheers. episode two. Get some wine, buckle in. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I think we were going to just kind of dive right into a little bit more of who we are and why we are mm. still friends to this day mm-hmm. and how we kind of alluded to why we are the way we are. Mennonite and the different denomination of what that is and how that kind of plays into our story today. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Woo. Fun. Meadow night. So whether or not you wanted it, whether or not you wanted it, here is your history (laughs) lesson for today. You will be quizzed at the end. Yes. Take notes. I'm not giving any (laughs) dates and I'm not even going to try, but essentially the denomination of Mennonite comes from the root of Anabaptism. Anabaptist. So essentially what Anabaptism means is that you choose when you want to be baptized rather than being baptized when you're an infant. So um, off of that, there's a lot of different branches and we come from the branch of Menno Simons, which was turned into Mennonites after that. So from there, a lot of people migrated over from Europe and Landed in places of Iowa, Pennsylvania, um, Virginia, yeah, Ohio. Like the list, the list yeah. just goes all on of our and places, on and on. All of our homes. So <laughs> that plays a huge role into why we are still friends to this day. So I'm gonna let somebody kick off their mm. hometown, tell us where they're from, 
how Mennonite plays a role Ooh. into you and go for it. Yeah, Kiki, you go. Oh boy, okay. Um Okay, so I grew up in Virginia in this town called Harrisonburg. Um, if you've ever heard of the James Madison Dukes, that is probably the not- most notable thing about my hometown. But I think similar to both Casey and Meredith's hometown, um, my Mennonite community was very small, very close-knit. Casey kind of gave you a little bit of a rundown, but um, if you're familiar with any kind of denomination of Christianity, it is essentially obviously a denomination of Christianity with just specific things tied to it. And so growing up, I um, went to a Mennonite church and I also went to a private Mennonite um, middle and high school. Um, There was really just one high school, but multiple churches in the area. So a lot of my classmates did not go to church with me, but kind of all came to school together. So um, if you're ever in Harrisonburg, Virginia, I mean... (laughs) Um, but shout out to what's no, who's what's that bagel place? Oh, JJ's? yes. <laughs> oh, Mr. J's. Oh, Mr. That place J's is so good. And the, oh, what's the ice cream place out. there too? Oh, mm. Klein's, like and Klein's. Then taste, taste of Thai. Wow. There are, there are so taste many of, good this is places how you know. in Harrisonburg. These are yeah. good friends. Mm. Well, uh, I will say oh, it wasn't. Oh my gosh. I don't know these things because of you. My siblings went to school there. So, <sighs> I kind of forgot that until you just said that. To I'm be not honest. gonna lie, I forgot that they went too. So, uh. well, why don't you explain the college there as well then? Yeah, sure. So in Harrisonburg, um, way different than JMU. JMU is a big state school. Eastern Mennonite University is a small uh, Mennonite university there. So just um, a lot of the uh, kids that I went to school with ended up going to college there um, to play sports to sing in choir that is a kind of a random fact huge. about the Mennonites that four-part harmony in churches is huge so like Meredith and Casey we all um were in choir growing up so um just yeah a lot of my classmates ended up going there I was kind of one of the um well I don't even know if I would say that I actually went to I went to school with maybe like a handful of people but just it was not in my hometown um but yeah that was just a popular place to go to college there my siblings did go there yeah i would say we all probably know people that have gone yeah. there and yeah will go there because those are kind this of true it's a it's a tight it's a tight-knit community and what i would say about the mennonites too we make this running joke of um the mennonite game but it's it's I mean, true it's kind of just like this non-game game you play like Mm -hmm. do you know this person and it's like most likely if you're part of a Mennonite community you do know them or someone with the same last name as them Mm -hmm. that have probably some relation to them so just a running joke like oh you know and you know there's a handful of last names that I could Mm -hmm. give you that are classic Mennonite names totally you probably know a Mennonite and you don't even know it this is true yeah even like in in where I live now where we went to Northwestern it's there a huge Dutch population, and mm. so like it's the same as like Dutch bingo is what they call it. You know, like do you know the Vanderbrooks? And then yeah, so and so, you know, or like there's some. I was listening to a podcast, and the lady on there is Jewish, and she was talking about like, oh yeah, Jewish Jenga, or like she like there's like, it's like uh oh, so every maybe yeah, denomination has their own parts of that game. game, yeah. But anyways, yeah, do you want to talk about PA? 
I'd love to. Yeah. So then I grew up in um, a really small town, Belleville, Pennsylvania. Um, what is really it, small? Maybe we should clarify like really what small, our smallness like, is. Like, Kira, when you said really small, what was your really small? Do you know the population mm-hmm. of Harrisonburg? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was my really small? I mean, there was a college there. Honestly, so there was, like, I could throw a number on there and it yeah. couldn't be right. I would say around, okay, this could be way off, <laughs> so please do not quote me, but maybe 100,000. I almost agree with you because I remember you told me you lived in a right, small town that, and I remember disagreeing with you small. mightily. Okay, I'm going to literally, I'm going to look it up. Harrison, okay, we're looking this is up. it small Virginia population? 50 in, two th- okay, in 2021, 51,000. Okay, so you're dead wrong. But I would, okay, I, was, I would argue off. that is Couldn't not be small. further off. Yeah, I would completely <laughs> argue that's not small, and that's, that's as of 2021. No. I mean, so when we first met you, this is well, and when I first met you, and when Mary, that's, that's 2014. So if we even go back Belleville, from there, Pennsylvania in 2020, so it's probably 1,800 in Belleville. So stop. So I think she I wins for small town. Small town. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you do win to my to my advantage. I did not realize that there were like way 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 smaller Mennonite towns because my worldview was just sure. so small back then. And then when I met you and went to your small town, oh, I was like, farms. "This is farm. farm. More cattle, only yeah. farms." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I grew up in Belleville. I went also to a Mennonite church. Went to a private Mennonite um, school from like preschool to twelfth grade. There were twelve people that graduated with me. There were 12 of us uh, and eight <laughs> of us insane. went to preschool That's so there wild, together also. Though. So like from preschool to 12th grade, there were eight of us that were together insane. the whole time. Wow. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, very similar to these guys. Like I said, I have two older siblings and they went to EMU, which was in Harrisonburg. Um, and so I knew like. Uh, that's where I wanted to go. I wanted to go there. I wanted to play field hockey. That's what my sister did. I really loved it. But then uh, I don't know. I just had this weird drawing to Kansas. Mm. I think also my family really didn't want me to. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm freaking going to then. <laughs> right. You're like, I need to like, do this. My they were They were like, go to Penn State. Go for like nursing or something. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to Kansas and <laughs> go for education mm-hmm. where i'm gonna make yeah. no money yeah um yeah and but i did it and then so glad i did because that's where we met so right. you did it right yeah wait can i add something to my story yes. that i kind of oh, forgot yeah. sure Just, let's backtrack yep, this podcast is about you so yeah yeah totally yeah whatever you want to say Kira, go ahead and say it <laughs> it is thank you thank you thank you thank you so much you guys um but what i will say about my hometown considering a lot of people went to that college i kind of felt the same as Meredith in the sense of like I wanted to go out and do something different even though a handful of my classmates ended up going to Heston as well I still felt like I was like the one paving the way because I had no like maybe my grandpa did actually I think now that now that I think about it I think maybe yeah. he went but obviously that was like ages ago so I'm like I want to go do my own thing and um, kind of create a life for me that's not in Virginia and so anyways went there met them obviously best decision i ever yeah made. here we are um well just like always i'm usually different than you guys <laughs> i had actually no desire to go to heston but we'll get into that in just a second so i'm from iowa i'm from a small town of Kelowna. i'm about do you know the population of the small town of Kelowna? 
it was 2000 growing up. So just a <gasps> wee bit bigger than you, Mary. It's probably just more like so I really, or 3000 yeah. today. Um, but I actually so different in the sense. So I went to public school until high school. So you had the high school, the public high school, and then you had a private Mennonite high school that was actually located across the street from my church, my Mennonite church growing up. Um, uh, my school was also relatively small. I had about a hundred students when I was going in total with the high school. And, um, I guess it's actually not even called Iowa Mennonite school anymore. It's called Hillcrest Academy. They just did a name change a couple wow. of years ago. It's wild. Oh, it's to help boost, um, students. Yeah. Because can we also clarify Mennonite, like we all grew up Mennonite, but I feel like when people picture Mennonite, they picture coverings, they picture like horse and buggies. Yeah, Amish. Like there are Mennonites that wear coverings, but they will like drive cars. And then mm-hmm. there are Mennonites, like there's, there. it's such a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And that, like we grew up dressing how we dress now. Yeah, like, true. You know, jeans mm-hmm. and whatever. Like I, we had true. iPhones. Um, yeah i didn't have an iphone until college but you I know what i mean like, i hadn't have one until my senior year but that was yeah my, but it was <laughs> like parental it was technology not, <laughs> it was not because of our religion no yeah and so it was just like kier said earlier it was just like another like uh denomination of christianity yeah there are some mennonites who dress like that yeah you know like there are some mennonite churches in my hometown that like yeah. they only drive white cars or black cars because that's like less worldly than a colored car you know like things like that. That is so fascinating. It's, yeah. And it's funny, I think, because we even get fascinated within our each other and like our states because I have Amish in Columbia, right. Iowa, where I live. Yeah, and you have same. Amish in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we even have compared our Amish and they're not yeah. even close not to similar. the same. So it's just, it's funny how every branch That's is just so like a little bit different from state to yeah. state even. Um, but yeah, I went to... Uh, Iowa Mennonite school at the time, I had about 36 kids in my graduating class. So we were also pretty small, not quite as small as Meredith. And I did actually go to school with, um, I want to say around eight of the same kids from elementary all the way through, just because you had to make a decision whether you were going to go to the public high school or you were going to go to the private high school. And so that I remember kind of wrestling with that just because I would say of us three, I was probably a little bit more enthralled in the world. I was probably a little less sheltered compared uh, to you yeah. guys. I think Are we you could joking? probably yeah. say that now. I didn't I want to be mean about sheltered. it, but yeah, you guys were pretty sheltered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just say I it. mean, I, I, I still was sheltered. I know I was still probably sheltered in my own rights, but a little less so than you guys. But um, I did not want anything actually to do with Mennonite. Ism. I don't know if that's even the right way to say that, but I, my older sister went to Heston. She we'll played volleyball. I wanted to play volleyball in college and I was like, Heston, whatever. I can go probably anywhere else, but there, um, just for context, I am five, three and a half. So I do know my limitations <laughs> when it comes to the sport of volleyball. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to say I'm pretty decent, but I'm, I, again, five, three and a half. So I was looking at a ton of other schools. I just had no desire to go to Heston. Um, I am probably going to name drop here a little bit. Rachel Swartz and Drew Miller and Bethany, was it Miller? Um, Bethany Miller and Rachel Swartz yeah. and Drew Miller had a huge role to play. Again, such the, Mennonite names. Such Mennonite names. So if you want an example, that's an, that's a perfect example right there. Um, they just, they kind of sold me on the idea. And I just remember having this 
sense of peace. Like, you know what? This is going to be right. Kind of like you, Mare. Like I just was kind of drawn towards it and I thought it was like annoying that mm. that was happening because I am very much like Meredith in the sense where if everyone wants me to do something, I'm not going to do it. I just, I'm not going to. It's a good life skill. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Kind of. It's served um, as well. Yeah. But <laughs> I was, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going and <sighs> I, I played volleyball and it turned out to be the absolute best decision I've ever made in my life. So, so shout out to mm. the Mennonite uh, denomination specifically for yeah. the fact that it brought us all to Heston, which takes us mm-hmm. to 2014. You know, it's so crazy though. It's so crazy though, because I think right now in my life as a 27 year old, not living in a Mennonite town, I think it's just so like, I love going back and like thinking about the the ways of the Mennonites because I don't really exercise that muscle as much anymore because I honestly don't even know if there's a Mennonite church around here. A lot of my like ideologies and beliefs are rooted in the Mennonite faith, even though I wouldn't totally. consider myself a Mennonite anymore. But I really love like just talking about it with you guys because we all have like that kind of shared faith, even though, like you said, it's all different to a degree because of our different communities, but it still is rooted in the same, the same thing. Um, I just love like going back and like mm-hmm. thinking, I like, I feel yeah. nostalgic in a way. And that is like you said, what brought us together. So like, yeah. that's a yeah. big part of our, of our story, but wait quick before we go dive into school case. Do you remember us going to some weekend and doing like a yes. scholarship? Weekend? Totally. So it was, I don't know why this is coming back to me, but it was a leadership scholarship weekend. And if you participated, you were able to get a thousand dollars off of your tuition, which Heck yeah, we're gonna go, and especially yeah. for private education. I mean, any money was helpful. Any education is expensive. Let's right. put that out there. But private education yeah. is just another ballgame, right? Um, but that was a huge part. I think I knew I was going at that time, and I remember good old Facebook. I messaged you, and mm-hmm. I said, "Hey, I am going to this leadership scholarship uh, weekend, and are you coming? Like that yeah. would be so cool if you came." And you actually said, "Yeah, I am." Yeah. So that was like. I think the first time you and I had really spent a significant amount of time together since we had really even first met. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same. And like, honestly, I, at that time in my life, I like to think I have morphed a little bit to be more decisive, but I was so indecisive back then. I literally could have like crumbled up a piece of paper and been like, if it goes in the trash can, (laughs) I'm going to test it. Like at that point I was like, I am just truly winging this thing. And so to go to this, you know, weekend at a college, a potential school that maybe I would know one person at, um, was like so appealing to me. And like, I really think it was in that weekend. And when you were like, I'm definitely coming kind of nudged me along because, you know, we knew each other, Mm -hmm. like we said in our first episode since seventh grade, but we didn't, we didn't like have like depth. I wouldn't say like, it was like every couple of years we'd be like, Oh, Hey, I know you you." right on each other's Facebook wall type of relationship right if you guys remember right, that right right do you, what, oh do you guys remember the poking? i don't know if that's still a thing were you, you like you know i was a poker <laughs> i'm sure we had oh, poking wars <laughs> and you'd like click rapidly wars. to see how many oh, times gosh. you could oh, poke oh them oh my gosh yeah yes. i will say yeah, though yeah, yeah. i i feel like i had a bit of a persuasive element in you coming to heston i would say so and eventually i had a little bit of a persuasiveness getting you both to Northwestern, which we'll talk about in a bit, but. Oh yeah. 
It didn't take much. <laughs> this no. is a fun theme in our lives. Oh, like <laughs> Meredith's sure. like, Meh. you could have yeah. just said, come with. And yeah. You're on board. Um, but the funny thing about that weekend is I remember you and I hung out like pretty much the whole time. Um, and we took a big group. Was photo. it at Heston? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we took a big group photo of all the people that were in the scholarship weekend. And funny enough, Bryce was also there that weekend and we didn't know. And I oh, looked back at Bryce, that photo later on because my mom's like, we should see if he was there. And there he was. Picture That's together. so cute. It's literally Aww. so funny and we had no clue. It literally is. Show your kids that someday. I don't it's know where so that cute. photo is. I probably threw it away. Wow. But, I mean, yeah. it's really just so funny. It's like, you know, living in the Mennonite community is like you kind of always go to the same places and you're in the mm-hmm. same vicinity of each other but you just don't yeah. know it so <laughs> yeah let's talk about Mennonite conventions this is How so true that? oh my gosh well I my Mennonite conventions were different than you guys Mennonite conventions because I I didn't my church was not part of Mennonite Church USA mm, I remember that oh yeah. that's right so um they're like we said different kinds of Mennonite uh churches my church is part of the conservative Mennonite conference so if there's a church with where there's people with coverings that's where it would be um let's also maybe clarify what conservative mm, Mennonite means in terms of the word conservative is as we understand in politics sure so conservative means more of conservative in how you interpret the bible rather than conservative in how you think Politically, which definitely has a, yeah. a factor in it, but when you think, when I think of a conservative Mennonite, I think of right. skirts, long skirts, yes, very plain. Inter- it's interpreting right. the Bible exactly how it's written, mm-hmm. like the creation was seven days, like the all of those things, um, and so that's like what my church. The, that's mine was mm. part of the conservative Mennonite USA. So like, I remember I helped lead worship for some of the youth events and I wore oh, shorts I and my mom was like, Meredith, you probably shouldn't wear those shorts mm-hmm. to it. And I remember being like, F that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing these. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care. No, mom. Like, again, I'm tell me I can't heaven. do something and I'm that is so funny. going to do that. <laughs> Fine. I'll cut them shorter. <laughs> gonna yeah, push the boundaries I, but, which looking back like okay i, I could have worn yeah i been respectful you know yeah whatever. um and i would say too i want i want to note like i and i don't know even where you guys necessarily stand but i maybe wouldn't say like today standing here that i'm mennonite like i like i uh even like right now i i attend like a reformed church uh and i work at a reformed church but i don't know if i would say yeah. that i'm reformed either and I've had that conversation with my pastor too. Like yeah. I'm in the phase of life where I'm asking a lot of questions. Like totally. I don't ever want to believe something because yeah. someone told me and I was like, okay, yeah. I want to believe something yeah. because uh, I find that truth for myself in scripture. Absolutely. Or the Holy Spirit reveals it to me. Mm. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I, I'm still yeah. kind of on that journey of figuring it out. And not yeah. to say like that I don't value denominations yeah. at all because I think there is, there can be danger in leadership that doesn't have an authority mm. of a mm-hmm. denomination or of some sort of someone over them, um, like making sure that they're speaking truth. Mm. But for me, I have not figured out what that is. Sure. Yet. Yeah. And I think so, like kind of what Kara said earlier, I would say a lot of my 
morals are rooted in the Mennonite faith. And mm-hmm. we didn't really talk about this and we don't probably need to dive mm-hmm. into it too much. Yeah. That opens a whole yeah, can This of isn't worm, a religion but, podcast. Yeah. Um, pacifism is a huge part of when it comes to the Mennonite faith. And so I would say mm. pacifism as a whole kind of turns the people of the Mennonite world into more um, quiet people. So to kind of give you context of what our churches were like and what our mm. high schools were like, it was very low profile. Don't make too many waves. Mm-hmm. Stay, stay neutral. Right. Um, yeah. Just don't, don't be too much. Right. And yeah, I would say all of us aren't like that right. at all, which is probably why we've kind of moved away from that because <laughs> yeah, I've been called loud and dramatic and right. too much my entire life. And I didn't really make sense in the Mennonite right. denomination because of that. And not to say there isn't good things. And I will also say I'm very thankful for the way that I was raised. I don't know if you guys would echo that yeah. as well. But yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things that I, I really value from the Mennonite church. So I just, I do want to give mm. a shout out to where I am from and where I'm raised because yeah. I do really appreciate that. I agree. And I think something good to note just about how we grew up like I'm sure most people listening, like you can have faith, but be on so like such a wide spectrum, kind of like what Meredith was talking about, the conservative Mennonites, maybe less visually worldly. You can have, you know, someone who just looks like your average Joe neighbor, but has like a really deep faith. And so I think that it's really cool to see, um, see how we grew up and how like specific of, uh, you, you know, traditional faith we have but then honestly i think a lot of it like at the conventions i know just circling back to that i think that for us for me growing up was like the way to kind of connect with other people to realize that i'm not yes. so like siloed in my faith because i agree i want to give shout out to to how i grew up too even if i don't you know fully believe 100 percent all everything that maybe I was like taught growing up in the Mennonite faith. But when I went to these conventions, which we'll talk about in a sec, I felt like that was a way for me to connect with other believers from around um, the U S to just like shed light on like, I think Mennonites Mm -hmm. really are eager to learn. And that's what I really like appreciate and value about how we grew up because um, at these conventions we had teachings on different cultural and biblical things. We had worship, um, worship um, hymns. Why can I think of the just word? Like just worship, worship services. Yeah, hymns, I mean maybe <laughs> services. Didn't your dad drum? My dad. Yeah. So I mean, at the Mennonite conventions, I will say for Mennonite Church USA, it's kind of a big deal. Like it's a. It, I mean, it was, and there's other yeah. stuff that goes along with that, but. Yeah. It used to be a huge, huge deal. And so the actually where Kira and I first met was a Mennonite convention in Ohio. And we were part of the youth yeah. Mennonite yeah. convention. So we were more junior high, which is a little bit smaller scale, but the big high school like majority size is thousands of people. And we would rent out a massive convention center from yeah. I think we were in Columbus that year. Um and then we've yeah, I, I think I yeah. went to Phoenix. Yeah, I went to Phoenix, Arizona. And there's a lot of other ones in there. We did. Yeah, I think we, we saw definitely each other have a there picture too. together. Um, but these are like really huge scale um deals. And yeah, my dad 
uh, would drum on the worship team, which was actually really, I felt like super so crazy. Like, yeah, that's my that's dad. Really cool. It's a pretty, it's a pretty big deal. Like, Can I do. tell you a story of just exampling how naive and like growing up, my worldview was so tiny. Sure. Um, so there was on choir tour, like what our schools did. I met someone who she was a cousin of someone that I, like went to my school that I knew, but she lived in Goshen and Goshen is a pretty like is pretty liberal area mm-hmm. in all senses of the word. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In Indiana. A, yes. In Indiana. Um, for those listening. And so don't know. Goshen, uh, yeah. Anyways, but I was just thinking like, oh, men like uh, conservative men like Congress is coming up. I wonder if so and so is going to come. And so I Facebook messaged her. I was like, hey, are you coming to the conservative Mennonite conference? And in my head, I didn't even realize that, like, I had no idea what that even meant. Like, conservative Mennonite it versus, was just a, like, it was Mennonite just like church. Thing. Yeah. It was just like, I don't, I like, yeah, there's just like, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's just because, like, I don't know, the Mennonite church is so big. They just split it up into these different groups. Yeah. Not because of any, like, belief reasons. Yeah. And so, and she responded so quick. Right. Uh, or at least that's how I remember it. It probably wasn't that quick. <laughs> but in my head, I remember getting this, like, very blunt message from her of, like, there's nothing conservative about me. Period. Oh, and my like, goodness. Oh. <laughs> That's oh, funny. Also, in case you're wondering, before. she wasn't there. Yeah, never. So. Oh, so she didn't. So she didn't come. No, no. Yeah, no. Her she didn't confirm. come. She so Perfect. she wasn't yeah. there. Also, at that conference. Uh, oh gosh, this was the one that, that I wore funny. shorts to, and my mom was like, "Don't." Uh, there was a homeless person on the on my the drive to one of the churches where I was going to to lead to help with the worship, and I remember. Keep in mind, my hometown. Mm. Uh, eighteen hundred people. You probably have never seen a homeless person in your life. No, not once. When I went to Columbus for like a youth group trip and we did sack lunches. Uh, but I saw him and I drove past and I was like, that's really odd. And I like turned around because I'm a good person. I want it known that I turned around. Oh, no. oh my Glory. gosh. Um, I turned around because yeah, also yeah. I was like, tell, I'm on my way to this people. church thing. Like probably should do this you know yeah so i turned around but there was already a car right. that had stopped full of other like youths and should have known at the time of course it was a yes. plant so like we went to this thing Stop. and it was one of the youth pastors and he was like he was like so many of you just drove right by and i was like ick <laughs> ick yeah i don't like that again at all. not speaking for the whole mennonite church but that specific scenario is like that's gross. right. Like every every church has everyone oh, has church, gosh, but a lot of so. churches have that ick, mm-hmm. you know, or things like we, that. They're like we're mm, doing that too probably much. Probably wasn't great. That's doing too true. much. That wasn't great. Do better. Sometimes, especially for the youth, I don't know what it is for churches and youths. I'm like sometimes we go too far, and I'm like like the analogies are crazy. Mm-hmm. The scenarios, I'm like. Right. Let's just preach the gospel and just like call it a day because yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? Anyways, uh, yeah. um, I feel like my biggest takeaway from conventions were like that was like the one time a year as well to like see other Mennonite people who yes. are not from your hometown. So to uh, our world, that was also a big like deal. boys and like new people and oh boys case do you remember those two boys yes, we were yeah, pretty totally. much in love Shout with? Out if you, you remember know, us seventh still. grade us we went to a water park one day <laughs> what no do you remember their names dang it oh i wish i did too I, oh, man, maybe it'll I come wish to you me did i remember oh, yeah. one guy had like curly oh, yeah. blonde oh, hair yeah. 
Uh, uh, stunning, domain. stunning. But every every two years when we would go to this convention, we would see them. Facebook and- message them, let them know, hey, you Aww. going to convention? I'll be there. Are you still Facebook friends with them? Should we like call them up? On Messenger? Yeah, should we like invite them to the I haven't been on Facebook in years, y'all. So who knows? Y'all. Oh, man. Y'all. Gross. Came out. Slipped out. (laughs) I am from Iowa, though. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Do people say y'all in Iowa? I don't know. I live in Iowa. I don't hear a single person say y'all. And you also live in like the... Yeah. North... Part. I was trying to, I was going to say whitest part of Iowa I've ever known in my yeah, life. But, but all Iowa is white. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's fair. Let me just correct you there. Most Iowa City Iowa and Des Moines are very multicultural, which is, I'm from the, oh, wow. close to Iowa City. Oh, about 10 okay. Minutes from there. I so, thought you were going to say Kelowna has some Mexicans that live there. Uh, that's one Mexican family, and it was me. <laughs> the Perez. One Mexican the Perez family. family, the Perez's. Yeah. yeah, no, there was, there was no, there was no. Oh gosh, diversity in my diversity. Town, but there was. Yeah. Wait, this it? actually leads to a good question that I just thought of. What do you think is like the biggest, like, you know, shock when you came into any kind of world that was not Mennonite? Like, what was your biggest like shock that you're like, oh, people don't do this or think this or have this? You know, what what were like your ideas that were like just totally shattered when you were like. Mm. People don't know how to sing or part harmony. I oh, thought everyone yeah. knew how. I thought every <laughs> church understood oh, how that's to true. sing in four part harmony. My parents don't currently go to a Mennonite church anymore. They they go to a different church that's part of the Southern Baptist uh conference, but they don't like claim it really. Anyways, um, but my dad said that's what he misses. Like someone posted a video from our old church singing Oh Beautiful Star. A Bethlehem. Mm, yeah. And they were like, oh, that's yeah. nice. Like, kind of missed that. I would encourage you if you're listening to this and you're like, what the heck is all this Mennonite stuff about? And look up Mennonite singing. It is, mm. it is beautiful. Yeah, it's and nice. It, it is a tradition that runs very deep. You could probably, probably find us on YouTube. In our choir. <laughs> Yeah, you can find um, our actually look up Hesse College, College Bell Canto <laughs> 2015, 2016. Why not 2014, 2015? 2015, because I wasn't in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith made the wrong choice mm-hmm. to no, not I do, be I in came our too choir. Late. They she weren't auditioning came anymore. too late. I'm doing air quotes oh, for anyone who can't see. I, she oh. came too late and didn't shut make up. the choir. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> didn't make the choir. Sure. Okay. Oh gosh. You know what I what I realized was that okay, this might get a little deep, but like not everyone mm. suppresses their feelings. Oh, like Kira, you've grown <laughs> so much. You have like, you. I'm so glad. Yeah. I know. I mean, you guys will get to know us a little bit, well, hopefully a lot of bit, you know, during the duration of this podcast. But just like I feel like I definitely grew up very, very sheltered, very small minded and have grown so much but I think the biggest thing that I look back on that I wish I would have changed about my younger self is that like I truly didn't ever like feel like I was allowed to feel emotion that sounds so like weird but it truthfully is like I think my church a lot like we didn't talk about what seemingly was taboo topics which now you know would not be taboo you know any any kind of um emotion that was not contentment and joy and peace just to me mm-hmm. felt like shouldn't 
be there. And I felt like when I, I think it really took me coming to, um, North Carolina and not like making like where I knew no one when I moved here and I've been here for five years now. I think it took me taking myself on that journey and that adventure with the Lord to like realize that I have to like be okay with just like sitting and feeling to actually grow. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's my biggest thing. And every time I, I feel like I go back to my hometown, which, you know, has been only a handful of times since then, but I feel like everyone's still in the same mindset and like that could be a wrong, you know, thing to put on them. But I just feel like I revert back to my old self of like Mm -hmm. suppress, 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 just pretend everything's okay when it's not. And like now I just feel like so much joy and freedom with being with, you know, with just being okay and raw with myself and before God. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would definitely agree. I think for, a lot of the Mennonite world, it's it's about just like that idea of just like being quiet and not being too loud and too mm-hmm. emotional, um, yep. which I'm all of those yeah. things. And I definitely struggled with that as well. And I will say I'm so thankful for the big mental health boom that we are currently going through and taking time to yeah. evaluate how you feel. And I know like – when we talked about those hard conversations we had to have as friends, we talk about these ideas of like revelations that we have with each other. Yeah. And we, we mm-hmm. have talked about these for years. We'll be like, Aww. I just had a revelation today. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we always, we would right. challenge each other and we would say, Hey, I'm just curious. Why do you think you do this? And it's not mm-hmm. coming from a place of like contentment or mm-hmm. being rude. It's just like, I am genuinely curious as your friend. Right. Why do you do the things you do? And I think that was one of the things we would bring up to you, right. Kira, is just like, why do you think you don't want to talk about it? Or why yeah. do you think you just like keep ignoring my question? And you're like, I just right. don't know how to talk about it. And yeah, then you would right. just like ignore the it. the answer was like, I don't know. Yeah. Let's go to B-dubs. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, I, <laughs> and that's so true. I think I would like, you know, kind of like deflect with humor and whatnot because I felt uncomfortable to recognize okay maybe it's because you know whether I didn't feel like my parents were you know very open with me or with my church wasn't very open with me like maybe I didn't want to like go down the rabbit hole because once you start feeling they all start coming out and yeah. then oh they all start coming oh my gosh well actually Casey I remember this revelation I think you both were there in our room in at Northwestern, which was a school we transferred to after Heston. We'll have to dive into that later. But um, I think you were saying something along the lines of like, why do you think you um, it's sometimes easier for you to make a lot of friends, but not like, like hone in with your close friends? Um, Something along those lines, because I like for most of my life have had a lot of friends and I would just say I'm a fairly friendly person. I can make a connection with anyone. Meredith last episode was Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I could talk to a wall and I and I could and I really could. And I would be okay (laughs) with that. But I think what I (laughs) this is true. But I think what I realized when you were asking that was there was like it's so funny how everything like stems from your childhood. And I was actually just talking to a coworker about this was there was a friend, a best friend I had in elementary school who told me I was too much and too overbearing and that I should not tell her everything that I feel. And, you know, back in whatever it was, elementary, middle school, like 
you know, pretty much your closeness was as close as like, I like this yeah. boy. What do you think? You know, so it, was, it wasn't even like we were going through any like crazy life changes. But still up until that point, I felt like this person was my best friend. And when she was like, you're too much, I was like, oh, gosh, well, I don't want to be ever like too much for someone or too overbearing. Like if I'm like giving my heart to somebody and they're like, I can't handle that, like mm-hmm. that would be the worst thing. So I think after that, truthfully, I don't I didn't piece it together until college was like, maybe that's why sometimes I it's hard for me to um, like hone in and go deeper with the friends that I know are for life because I just think, oh, well, they're just there. I just know that they're going to be friends for life without taking the time to like be intentional with those people is because I'm like, well, what if I do get too close? Mm. And then they say like, no, 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 like you're too much. This is too much for me. I like have that fear. And I think I still do, but it took that revelation to put Mm -hmm. words to it and language into it. And I think that like totally changed the game at the church that I work at now. Um, and that I attend, we talk a lot about emotional wholeness. Um, and they have a curriculum or like a, a teaching that they go through called faith walking. Um, which I cannot recommend this enough. It has been transformational in my life, in Noah's life, like, um, basically, but Kira, it, it talks about that exact same thing you're ta- that you mentioned like we they use the language of like we have this formation this first formation when we're young like an event like that like your friend telling you this and then from that you learn a lesson mm. and you learn a defense mechanism that carries you through your life like oh so that taught yeah. me that if I'm too much people won't like me so to stay safe now in my life I'm going to build this wall and keep everything in and you carry that to your adulthood and then we think of like so then they talk about like what's mm. the impact of that like the impact of that is not being able to get close to people or etc you know so we all have this we all have like something in our youth that formed us um and like it doesn't matter you could come from the best family ever mm. but everyone has like hurts and wounds like that yeah um, like that boy telling me i jiggled when i pogo stick yes exactly and that taught you oh, oh no one's gonna like me if i jiggle better be skinny or whatever yeah yes so then how do i show up in the world to be safe you know totally so yeah and wow. and the the basis of it is like god calls us to be a transformed people And part of that is emotional wholeness, like to be transformed Mm. emotionally. And that emotional wholeness is part of our spiritual formation because he wants us to be, he wants us fully healed and whole. And that includes emotionally. Mm. Yeah. You know, but it's hard. It's hard work because like you said, once you start digging, all those other things came up. Like once I started digging into things, there were things I was like, oh, I haven't thought about that in years. And then you like have to grieve that right. or you have to do the do the hard work <laughs> of like dealing with that and yeah right just, it's it's all hard it just brings other stuff up but it's so good I think when so we, we all went to Huston and I would say we thoroughly enjoyed our our two years and so something to know about Huston College is that it is only a two-year school so after two years people transfer mm. away and Typically, a lot of people transfer to another Mennonite university like EMU, like we mentioned before. We've mentioned Goshen, Indiana. There is a Goshen Mennonite college there. Maybe it's university. I don't know. Not sure. 
but I think whatever. it's just Goshen College. Goshen College. Don't maybe. even know. But I think there's, you know, there's a lot of other Mennonite um, colleges across the country. And I think when we left, um, when we left Heston and we transferred to Northwestern, there was definitely a grieving process. I think even knowing each other in a mm. different environment was different. And I think yeah. we kind of struggled. Yeah. We yeah. kind of struggled even with our own friendship of like, well, we came here together, so we should yeah. probably still stay friends. But it was like, what was the, like, why do we even still want to be friends? And mm-hmm. this is true. did we make the biggest mistake of our lives transferring all together? And what did we, like, what did we do? I know oh, those gosh. thoughts were kind of running through my head. And so um, I definitely, parts of me were, were grieving leaving Heston, even though I, I would say the three of us were like, can we please get out of the middle of nowhere, Kansas? Because it was... It was boring. I mean, there yeah, was times where yeah. it was boring and the relationships. You just made is what, your own yeah, fun. Yep. The, re- the relationships is what made it fun. And then right. when we moved away and we didn't know any of those people anymore, we had to kind of start over. And I think when you're, what, like 20, yeah, you don't really want to start over with your friends. By the time you're 20, people kind of have their like self-established. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of had to, again, like we talked about last podcast, put ourselves out there and – um I think emotionally we struggled. I would say all three of us at some point really, really struggled with kind of finding ourselves in this new environment. Plus a little bit of probably being out of the Mennonite world. Like we didn't have, I'm going to air quote again, Mennonite fame. Like people didn't know what Mennonite was. People didn't know that like we came from these different places and frankly, no one cared. So we kind of had to just figure out who we were <laughs> without all of that Mennonite-ism yeah. following us and it kind of explaining who we were a bit. We had to like redefine ourselves. Yeah. I will say – Yeah, yeah I struggled a lot that that first year. Sorry. I'll just interject and say I think transferring it's schools the hardest thing ever. If you've ever done difficult. it, like, wow, it's tough. Um, for anyone mm-hmm. like yes. props to you you are a strong person because we've all done that and experienced it i think it's something so humbling being a junior at a school that everybody knows everybody but you mm-hmm. literally don't know a single soul lucky for us you know we did go with us three mm-hmm. and then bryce casey's husband also came with us so we were so lucky to transfer schools and have yeah. somewhat of a foundation absolutely I think still like I struggle a lot because I felt so out of place I really loved my first first year of college especially but especially Heston something about it is just so so special so transferring I was like I want it to be the same as it that wasn't. and it just mm-hmm. was not under the sun at all um and so I really I really had a hard time and I think back to that first semester and I was like did I yeah same thing as you like did I make the wrong decision like I felt like Casey had her volleyball people Meredith had her soccer people and I was like I don't really know who I have like that's just what I thought sure I was in choir at that point but I just I just didn't really feel like I had people I had you guys but I feel like our schedules were just so off yeah. that especially first semester trying to figure everything out that I'm like I don't really remember like especially the first couple of weeks and like what you know when we saw each other just I mean and Casey and I had lived in the same room and Meredith was right next to us so we all were literally proximity so close 
yet I think our relationship definitely took totally just took like on new yeah. challenges with being in this. We just had to fight a little think, bit harder for it. Yeah. And I will say, correct me if I'm wrong. I would yeah. say of the three, I maybe had an easier time with the transition. Like I, I just, I loved my experience mm. at Northwestern. I loved Heston and like freshman year of my four years, superior, awesome year. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I, yeah. I found such value in my time at Northwestern also because also that's when I came into like I'm a worship Mm. leader and that's when I stepped into that and that's when I felt like yeah my relationship with the Lord would not be where it is today if it was not for my time at Northwestern specifically in the worship realm with like Josh Kuypers Mm. the director of worship like so I think I found a lot of value in that and transferring in like Casey and I both played sports um, and I found a great group of friends on the soccer team that like really helped the transition Mm -hmm. uh, be easier. And I felt like I had a place. Um, And so I don't know, does that, would you guys agree? Like, I feel like we've talked about that before. I would totally agree. I I know for me, I was, well, I'm, I alluded to this. I'm half, Mexican I'm I'm Hispanic and this area was kind of like I said earlier extremely white and so again not having that Mennonite fame no one knew who I was and I was just this random girl of color in the middle of a cornfield basically and no one knew who I was and so I had people say things to me that probably weren't like the kindest and um just didn't really understand like why are you here like this just doesn't make sense and it's it wasn't from a place of being, I think, inherently rude. I think it was just a little bit of people being naive and just not understanding the world beyond just where they were from and proximity. Yeah. Um. So for me, mm-hmm. that was really tough. I just didn't connect with people as easily. And it was like people looked at me and they just kind of tilted their head and they were like, why are you here? And like, what? Like, what? Mm-hmm why here? And, um, big reason for, for transferring to Northwestern is I had a cousin that went there and, um, he was like, Hey, you should really consider it because I went through the worship arts program there. And I, I would say in terms of Northwestern, I love my professors. I feel like scholastically I had a great education at Northwestern. Um, it was just really the culture of the Mm -hmm. community. I just didn't mesh. And I don't know if I maybe looking back on it, maybe I didn't open up my heart to it enough or, you know, people looked at me a little funny and I wasn't able to get over it. I don't know. And I wasn't also willing to have those tough conversations with people. I I look back on it now and I'm like, why didn't I educate? Why didn't Mm -hmm. I just explain a little bit more? Mm. Why do I have to just allow people to say these things and feel bad for making them feel bad um because i'll say i got that too of like well why are you here because i'm not from there but mine wasn't off the bat because of how i looked right mine was once i said where i was from like pennsylvania they're like how'd you get here yeah you know yeah (laughs) yeah 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 Virginia. and and it it really didn't make sense like inherent as yeah yeah and i think even being from iowa it was still five hours Mm. five and a half hours from where i was from so even i was still getting the question like why did you come here? Even though it's in mm-hmm. the same state, it was just on the opposite side of the state. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think 
yeah. Meredith, you adapted really well. And there was, and there were certain people at Northwestern that I treasured yeah. and I had really fond memories of, but in terms of the community as a whole, it just wasn't for me. And yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't yeah. have to be for everyone. I think we all go to schools and I think we think this is going to be perfect. Yeah. And I get to mm-hmm. move out and I get to get out of my hometown and I'm just going to explore this yeah. new world. And sometimes <laughs> it just doesn't always end up like that. Yeah. I think dynamically of the college, like Heston, yeah. there were people from all over the country because there are Mennonite mm-hmm. pockets everywhere. So there were people right. from like Florida. There were people from Oregon, yeah. from Ohio, from Virginia, et cetera, like all and, over. Uh, and from then different countries North- as well. Yeah. Yes. And then, and it was, so it was normal. Like, oh yeah, you're, yeah. So you're from Pennsylvania. Like, or you're, you're from, yeah. or it was like more you're from yes, Indonesia, exactly. from you're versus from like Africa. Like it, yes. that wasn't weird. Versus now I, I live in Orange City, which is where, um, Northwestern is. So like I stayed around here after graduation and now after living here, I'm like, oh yeah, Northwestern is basically people who live here. Like it was odd for mm. someone from Pennsylvania to be here. You know, like at the time I might've been one of maybe yeah. two people who were from Pennsylvania or, you know, like there wasn't yeah. an outreach like there was maybe at Heston mm-hmm. um, because too, or Northwestern yeah. is a um, part of the RCA. Actually, I don't think they are anymore, um, but that's the reformed church of America at the time. That's what they were a part of. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, RCA, See, RCA. I work, I work at an RCA church, so I right. mean, yeah. RCA. Um, but, so anyways, <laughs> and that's a pretty, uh, I would say, a, I mean, I'm guessing it's a smaller denomination than like Mennonite. Like, I don't know if it has quite as many pockets as all over as, like, they don't have conferences. I yeah. Think, like the Mennonite yeah. church does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the culture in that like sense was different. And so it was hard to just like get acclimated and be a part of it because we were not a part of yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we are not part of that like culture here at right. all. And I think that even goes beyond denominations right. or, you know, take religion, Christianity, take it out of it. You plop yourself in a new place and it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know the way that people walk. I don't know the way that people you talk. Have to figure it out. And mm-hmm. right. I mean, I think even for right. all three of us, there would be times when we would express ourselves in ways where I'm like, that's weird. It's like, well, everyone from my hometown does it this way. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and. Meredith says right. cool instead of cool and cool. all of these like different like things cool. we would just, go to school. We would just we yeah. just you know we say things cool. differently, we do things differently and it's it can be really hard to just adjust and yeah. I'm and your freshman year you're oh more resilient. Yeah. I, versus yeah, your junior year you're like oh, no, I know I like basically know who I am or like who I want to be, you know. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to say, too. I feel like at a small school like Heston, which was two year and I mean, all these factors played into it. People from all over were there. I feel like you were given kind of a front seat um, road to be able to do so many different things. You know, you could technically be like, you know, starter as a, you know, freshman. Sure, it was two, you know, two grades, but like things that maybe a four year school you didn't have access to a college like Heston, you were able to kind of have your hand in everything. And I feel like that looking back, I feel like that's why I thrive. I am in a Enneagram seven, <laughs> if anyone knows what that is. Um, but a typical Enneagram seven personality type loves to put their hand in so many things. And I think I thrived at a place like Heston because of that. I don't think I 
knew it at the time, but I was in choir. I was in hitting balls. In the <laughs> that floor. was tennis. That was tennis. But <laughs> I was she, playing the, tennis. she literally didn't play tennis and she just decided to pick it up one day. So it, that's the big joke. She didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> yes. She hit balls. It's, in it's the, the big joke. I literally never played tennis until college. Hit balls in fall. <laughs> Um, I feel like I was able to do like leadership things. Like I was on this student board. We called it cab. I was an RA my (laughs) uh, senior year, sophomore year. And I feel like when I transferred to Northwestern, I mentally had to get through so many hurdles because I didn't feel like I could like be as involved in this campus because so many other people were well-established, um, just had had their path going for them and I think that's why I didn't I didn't love it as much as maybe I could have is because I was like well I don't know what there is to do for me because I want to do I want to go be I want to get involved but it was like I didn't know where to do that and so I don't really think I thrived there because of that and I think a lot of it has to do with like my own fault like I think I could have put my you know, put myself out there more. Um, but yeah, I would say out of the three of us, Meredith really. Well, did, I mean, she um, also met her husband her there, there so more, makes but a little yeah. bit of sense. Except this after. is true. That's true. But you did know who he was, kind of. Yeah, he, I How was a senior and he was a freshman. You? Were you? So we actually Whoa. Uh, along the lines oh, of. Okay, okay. I know, but he he took time off before sure, college sure, sure. you're so old we're only a year apart um <laughs> i don't know why that's something I, I that's something i need to dig into in faith walking that's something that I, <laughs> bothers me let's get curious sure, about we'll that. Back to sure. that anyways um we'll come back to that sometime yeah um but no along the lines of being forgettable like i was talking about yesterday me meeting kiera and her not remembering me <laughs> noah and i met and he doesn't remember it i'm dead Ooh. it was at yeah, Stop. it was a soccer singles mixer, which also such a Northwestern thing to do. Funny, funny. Like, classic. And so we met at oh, that. It was gosh. like a speed dating thing, but he doesn't remember meeting me, mm-hmm. so he sucks. Guess you weren't very memorable. And he's sleeping on the couch tonight. That's so upsetting. <laughs> Just <Okay>. kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we should transition into how the heck we live in the places that we live today. Meredith, you kind of yes. explained it a little bit. You stayed yeah. after college. But, yeah, yes. why are you in North Carolina? What are you doing over there? Yes. Okay. North Carolina. So we had graduated college in 2018 and I literally had no idea what to do with my life. And I went online, literally Googled internships, East Coast, church stuff. And I literally, I don't even remember what I was Googling exactly. Um, And I had no plans. Graduated, zero plans. Decided to go into Google and found this internship at a church that I literally, I only knew of this church because of the worship team, which thinking about it now is just hilarious because the church I work at now is massive. It is a mega church. Um, but anyway, did some Googling, found an internship with um, a team, which was like titled Digital Design. Um, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to just apply and pray about it didn't hear back for so long and I got really antsy and was like, I feel like actually God is telling me to do this. Um, while actually fun fact at the same time, my, um, um, other college friend lived in California at the time and was like, well, if you don't know what to do, just come live with me and my mom and you know, we'll figure something out. And I was like, okay, great. So I have options, but I really felt like that was the comfortable option. And I felt like God was like, 
do something like out of out of your comfort zone and just like watch how I move. And it's just funny because like it took me taking that like leap of faith to come and be in North Carolina. So um so yeah, I just moved to North Carolina to do this internship at a church called Elevation um back in 2018 and then kind of just stuck around hoping for a job and a couple years later ended up um getting a staff position, but um that's a like a brief brief introduction of like how I got here. And I'm sure later on you will just learn all of the all of the ways of, you know, mm-hmm. our different our different places that we live, but yeah, honestly I'm here because of mm-hmm. A a Google search and B, God telling me that I can't be comfortable. And I think about that a lot just in my life here that I've created is it took me just like stepping out. And I mean, I knew zero people when I moved here to Charlotte. And I feel like I um, just have a good a good community around me. And I'm really, really, really thankful. Love it. Yeah, I live in Oregon. I live in a small town that's just smallish bigger than what i grew up in yeah what's the population of that i guy? i, uh, I <laughs> it's it's in the 30s no one's allowed really like small. i know town. i know it's like thirty thousand. it's 30, how small 000, so it's it's this is true big. but um i live okay. outside of salem about 20 30 minutes outside of salem which is the capital of oregon um so there's a lot of people around here and i think after i left northwestern i needed drastic change and while oregon seems quite dramatic. Mm. I uh, have a sister that lived out here. She got married to someone actually from Heston and he was from Oregon. And so I had lived out here with her a summer, um, in between my junior and senior year. And I loved it. And I also grew up visiting out here cause my mom is originally from Oregon. So we would come and visit Oregon every other summer. And so the area was very familiar to me it's gorgeous. If you've never been to Oregon, I'm always advocating for people to come visit slash come live here because I just, I love where I live. It's just I've so literally never been there once. There. It's, it's <laughs> Meredith. Yeah. I know Meredith would be um, there, but I, I love, I love Oregon. I love where I live, and it has been challenging for me. Even though you have family around you, and I, I do have cousins and um, grandparents and aunts and uncles it is still hard again to kind of transplant yourself. So for me, um, it was, I'm a pretty social person. So I had a, I had a fun time getting to know people, but for my husband, he's actually from Nebraska. So it was a bigger transition for him, but it's been really good for us again, to be uncomfortable and stretch ourselves. And, um, I'm Mm. so thankful that Mm -hmm. I moved away from the Midwest. It was just good. It was good for me and it was good for my marriage and it was good for yeah. my husband and I individually. Um, and I am, I'm really grateful for my Midwest roots. I will say that there's a lot of things about the Midwest that I appreciate. There's a lot of things that I could live without snow being one of them. Um, mm. so I'm really thankful of where I live now and it's green all year round and it's gorgeous. And again, come visit Oregon because you want to regret it. You often <laughs> in the winter. I remember specifically like in the Walmart parking lot, <laughs> in Sioux Center, like you being like, it just should not be allowed to be this cold. Like, why is it so frigid? Like you, yeah, you were not, no. you were just not like, you were not kind about the cold. No, no. I, I hate being cold. I, I hate being cold. It's one of the worst things in my life. Do you hate being wet? Because like, it's so rainy there, is it not? <laughs> it's such a <laughs> 
weird question. I mean, who loves being wet? Sorry. I mean, weird question. So, so now as a as a true yeah, Oregonian, as a true Oregonian, you can't ever use an umbrella. So Why does that word make me want to vomit? Ew, it, it sounds like disease. What we are Oregonian. Whatever. I lived here for five years, so you, whatever. Move on. <laughs> um, you. I mean. Gross. Okay, that's not right. Oregonia is actually a thing. You can look it up. That's what people call themselves. I'm an Iowan. Um, good job, Mir. Thanks. Um, during the winter, it's actually just the rainy season. So you basically have like three main summers, or like, does it not snow there? It doesn't really snow, which is why <gasps> but it's I'm like north. here. It's, it's like north, isn't it cold? It's cold, but like it, the coldest it gets on average is about know, 30, right? 35. Oh. Yeah, and then it will different. rain and it will rain instead of yeah it'll just rain yeah, instead of you. snow which is why i'm here i don't like my nostrils snow. freeze my nose hairs freeze i yeah no could not think of so, the worst thing I, I love it wow and it's cherry blossom season right now i'm looking at a cherry blossom i can't advocate outside for of my window right now it's, it's gorgeous beautiful. so it snowed this weekend here that's terrible i can't it is 75 <sighs> degrees here and sunny Okay, oh, Mary. well, mine's pretty basic. I went to school for elementary ed. Um, Are you still a teacher? When you go, I am a teacher right now. Uh, this is my last year teaching. And then I'm going to work full-time as a worship director mm. at my church. So I work there part-time now. I've been working there part-time Heck for the last yes. two years. So now I'm stepping into a full-time role, which I'm very excited about. Um, yeah. So, but I, when you graduate like with an uh, an education degree you get your education license and it's honestly just for the sake of ease i just decided to get one in the state that i graduated in because like your college helps you and gives you like the how-tos versus each state has different requirements so if i would have gotten my pennsylvania license i would have had to take like different tests and i just simply couldn't be bothered to do that <laughs> like <laughs> honestly that was really it and so i was like well i'll just teach in iowa for a while like i'm not dating anyone i don't have any ties anywhere like so i applied to like 40 schools in iowa i literally went on teach iowa website and just applied to every single preschool job that was on there and got like maybe three interviews because of course they don't if if schools don't know you they don't care Mm -hmm. like they have student teachers that are applying for their jobs why would they hire joe schmo Mm -hmm. um so anyways, but I got a job uh, up in Okaboji, uh, which is like an hour and a half from Orange City, from Northwestern. So so I did that my first year. And then that's when I started dating Noah because I had my friend Sarah still went to um, Northwestern. So I'd go back and visit her a ton on the weekends. Um, and then one night we were out and Noah was there and we started talking and he asked me. F- he I now hate this, there. though. And he knows it. He asked me for my Snapchat Uh-oh. instead of my number. Uh, and the whole night, I was like, oh my gosh, he? this guy's so cute. Like, wow, I really like him. And then he asked for me for my Snapchat. And I was like, ick. Shoot. Like, ick. Like, oh, he's like You 12. were like, this is mm-hmm. a no He's asking me for my Snapchat. And so, but I did. And we snapped for like two weeks. Oh, and then finally, gosh. I was like, I hate this. I was like, here's my phone number. Like, call me. Yeah. Uh. And he was Actually, like, oh, sorry. He's like, I thought that's like, I thought you wanted that. Like, he was like, I don't know. I was trying to be cool. Like, people use Snapchat. <laughs> and I was like, no, I hate that. So, anyways. He knows. And then we started dating. And um, I got a job in Sioux Center at a school. And so I moved back here. And now Noah and I are married. And 
It all worked out. History. Yep. Yeah. So here we are. So funny. Yeah. But it's wild. So but yeah, we've we're but now post removed from school us. from college for five yeah. years, which is ew makes me feel five so years. old. Next year we here, went to our high school seven decades ago. Wow. Because I just thought I'm, I'm going to be 27, and I'm, and I'm a little yeah. older than you. Then I'm going to be 27 next month. I know. Whoa. I'm going to be 28 this year. Yeah, this is true. Honestly, 27 is a good yeah good year. It's been a good okay, year for great. me. Yes, it's going to be a great she year for you. She always tells us how the year is going to go because she's so much yeah. older than us. We are in our yeah. She gives yeah. us her wisdom. Yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> I'm old and wise. So old and wise. Honestly, that is a thing that I liked when I was younger. Was like I was older than my friends, so I got my license first. But yeah. now yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I kind of hate this. Guys, ten years it was ago fun we when were I was seniors 16. in high school, less fun. Ten. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. Wait. I'm so wrong. Are you wrong. super no, wrong? I'm so yeah. wrong. Yep. Uh, we were d- no 2014. No, no you're no. right. 2013. Well, 2013 we so began our senior right from right so now. Right I'm that. thinking right now. Again, because guys, I'm math thinking is if not I our forte in this friend group. <laughs> we talked about this we yesterday. Don't do it. Because no, I'm again, if I was episode, 27, we are not I graduated when math. I was 17, but I'm 26. So 10 <laughs> years ago, I was 16. Oh, yeah. And I was, Anyways, I was, um, I, I see. think I graduated yes. like 11 okay, years. Okay. This right is not a math birthday, podcast but... and it's not a religion podcast. <laughs> so both, both have been, been, been really strong this episode. We, we just felt like talking about the Mennonite faith was important <gasps> oh, for our backstory. Totally. So that people who are listening can understand, yeah. like, even when we talk, when we mention it now, you right. have like, and a if we reference it, what we're talking about. just go back to episode right. two yeah. to get some context. Yes. Yes. A little yeah. bit of background. Um, so our other us. episodes will not be as like historical or like religion heavy. Yeah. But I mean, right. it was it's important. definitely right. still, I mean, we it's still to, a part of all of our lives, so I'm not yes. going to shy away from it, but, um, oh, yeah. it definitely isn't, um, you know, the main reason of this but it's it's going to get brought up yeah. so if you don't like that sorry maybe yeah. the time yeah. to try something else but i promise we're fun Just like we're up. super fun <laughs> we're all drinking we're wine so right now fun. so i mean they, don't you worry you, i'm out we're up all and out drinking for a little bit wine. But. yeah same i kind of checked vibing <laughs> anyways <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. Is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap episode. We might have to wrap it up. We might have to wrap it up on that one. Yeah. 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 Guys, thank you so much for listening. Episode two of It's Been From Back for More. I'm Casey. And I'm Meredith. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, we said this was going to be. Okay. We're going to, we're going to try again. We were like, is this ever going to get better? Episode two, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Nope. It's fine. I'm Casey. (laughs) And I'm Meredith. And I'm Kiara. And we'll see you next time. Then we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next week. Bye.